Hello, welcome back to the Renault Brothers Podcast. Today we will be talking about themes in movies and why they are so important. We'll also be talking about why people like them and why people don't like them. I think themes in movies are really important to some people because some themes can connect you to and make you feel a connection to the movie itself. For example, some people may like the theme in To Kill a Mockingbird, which is good versus evil. And at the time the book was released, being what is now considered racist wasn't evil back then because it was actually really common in like the Alabama area. It was extremely common, actually. And it woke some people up using Scouts and Gems Innocence to display what was wrong in the world at this time. And, like, for example... Um, there was uh, this one person that was put into prison. I forget his name right now, but um, he was put in prison and he was completely innocent and they just put him in prison and then he tried to escape and they killed him, which shows how evil the world was back at that time. So, on to the questions with... Zachariah Renault, my brother. So, Zach, what do you think makes themes so important in movies? Uh, the reason why I think themes are important to movies has to, you know, like, has to kind of, it makes me think of, like, whenever I think of themes in movies, it makes me think of this quote by Roger Ebert. For me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy, and in my opinion, opinion themes are basically the gear that generate that helps the that helps the machine run in order to generate the empathy. Because basically, the themes are basically sending us messages. Messages. Whenever we watch a story, a story or other or other form of art, like this, is, this applies to all art. Whenever we sit sit and look at and win and, and and you know take in art. We are taking in a message the art is trying to convey, and which is why we're so connected to it. So you know, like movie, you know, like we're kind of we we're, we're very curious human beings. You know, we really like we really like learning learning lessons and thinking, which is why philosophy is so popular. You know, so whenever we whenever we like sit down and enjoy a story or a movie, we're basically learning about the philosophy. That movie is trying to tell us. Yeah. Remember you joking about the Lion King saying it's, uh. I think it was Anarchy? No, no, it was a pro monarchy film. Yeah, pro monarchy. Yeah. I said that as a joke because it, ha- it had very strong, um. very strong conservative values and wasn't really, really, um. And, you know, it kind of, in Timon and Pumbaa were like the little anarchists who just wanted to do anything they wanted. But there wasn't really much structure and meaning in their life, basically. Yeah. And how, like, they disregarded their ancestry while Simba, you know, the Lion King, basically ends up becoming the king once he upsets, upset, accepts his ancestry and decides to follow his father's footsteps and, and, and follow the hierarchy, basically, that is yeah. passed out and died as inherited to him. So, anyways, is there any mo- any movie themes that actually um, stand out to you? Oh, uh, probably be the theme. Any any theme that deals within the man for the society, 
basically. Like, one of my favorite movies, Taxi Driver, directed by Martin Scorsese and starring Robert De Niro. It features a man named Travis Bickle, who, who's a Vietnam War veteran and who has a bunch of mental illnesses. And during his time in New York, he ends up he's, working as a taxi driver. He sees a bunch of horrible stuff that eventually triggers his mental illness. And he, believe, and he thinks that he needs to be a vigilante in order to save the city. City, you know, like, the, basically the immoral, like, the harsh reality of the real world basically set his mind into a constant state of war. Where he thinks he has to go out and kill criminals just uh, just uh, you know, keep it safe. Very interesting. What do you think is the most common movie theme? Probably has to be good versus evil. No, no question. No question about that. What? It's been it's been around ever since the dawn of time. You know, like ever since Greek mythology, there's always a, the good guy versus the bad guy. You know, like yeah. this 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 these attitudes and these attitudes are good. These attitudes are bad. The the good attitudes trample the bad ones. Uh, you should be like the you should be the good attitude, you know. Yeah, I actually think that man versus machine is closer than it seems. Yeah, it's to pretty close. Good versus evil, because there's been so many movies that have that theme. Mm-hmm. Like so, so many movies. Name some examples. Terminator. Um. Like. That w- Iron Robot, I think. Iron Robot, I think you're talking about. Yeah, with the little kid and the huge robot. Maybe, maybe I don't know. That's not Iron Robot. Iron Robot's Will Smith. Yeah, never mind. Like you're talking about Big Hero Iron, Six. Iron Giant. Oh, Iron. Well, no, Iron Giant's actually a pro machine. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because the whole point of the movie is that... Well, I haven't watched that movie in, like, three years, <laughs> the so I was just... The whole point of the movie is that he's not naming, I was just naming stuff off the top of my head. Like, he's, like, like that the, robots, and... Yeah, like, the Iron Giant's literally... The whole message is that he's not a gun, and that he's, like, he's a good robot. <laughs> yeah. That one's odd. You don't see that theme too often. Well... Actually, you do. It's it just it just like j- Big Hero Six follows the exact same thing. Well, the whole po- no um, no the Iron Giant is much more different than Big Hero Six. In Big Hero Six, the robot is f- fits into the society. So that's the, what the that's, is the society already, already accepted that robots exist within the world. Yeah. So with the Iron Giant, the robot's brand new in nineteen fifties. Yeah. He's like it's like you know the fifties where the Red Scare was happening. So everyone thinks that he's like a. Like some sort of danger, right? Like he's dangerous. Yeah. Because the because everyone was scared of that. Oh, he might be a Soviet weapon, or he might be might be an alien coming down to kill us all. You know. But it, it turns out he's just a normal guy who ends up saving the world. At the end, of, a normal good robot, you know, who ends up saving the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I haven't watched that movie for like three years. So you, you should. It's excellent, superb. Yeah, it seems really good, so. So, Michael, what would be your favorite theme? Uh, I actually really like Man vs. Machine. Oh, I, I can tell. Yeah, it's just, like, always interesting. Like, it's always, like, and, like, I believe that the time will come that those stories become true and 
computers and robots might take over, might become more intelligent than us. Like, Google already has way more capabilities than our human brain. Like, the processing mm. and, like, the answers and all that. But that was all created by different humans. Mm. So it's kind of like a weird thing. We're kind of digging our own grave, yeah. if you want to say it that way. I personally don't really mind uh, mind uh, the creation of robots. Like if if you know if if robots show up and they're friendly, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be friendly because like we repro like they're not like reprogram them. We literally have control over their behaviors. Yeah, unless something crazy goes wrong. So well, that's different. what happens in all of these movies, except yeah, if they know. create a war robot. Like real life is kind of different in my opinion. yeah. I mean, but they will do it. They have the technology to make well, an atomic bomb. They will do it. Yeah, but we, yeah, but we will eventually. Eventually, I eventually robots. Like, if robots really do do take over, take all our jobs and such, I really, I, I really wouldn't mind. Like that's just progress, in my opinion. There's really no stopping it from happening, yeah. like, unless they're actively, actively trying to. Unless if it's like as glitchy as like, the self pay thing at Walmart if it's as glitchy as that <laughs> like and like the problem is like we're going on, on like a total different path of this conversation mm-hmm. but like like people's jobs would be like well they'll be the robots essentially create new jobs because who's going to build the robots yeah true 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 you know, that's very true who's going to keep them functioning who's going to yeah. keep the company going and anyway back to the topic at hand yeah so michael do you think that people ever disagree with a theme in, in a story and if they do does this will this affect the enjoyment their enjoyment of the story perfect example is actually to kill a mockingbird oh. it was a very controversial book when it came out mm-hmm. and a lot of people did not like it mm-hmm. and the theme affected their enjoyment of the story mm-hmm. which that's like the perfect example um, do you have one? For movies? Well, there's this one theme I have. I mean, there hasn't been, yeah, the whole movie, um, it's not, it's more of a, it's more of a documentary, really. Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'll, if we're talking about movies, then yeah, I'm going to go for the documentary. Uh, Bowling for Columbine, for me, um, I disagree with that movie so much on all of its ideas and what it's trying to say, basically. And that basically, Michael Moore saying, "Oh, the government wants us to buy guns, and if you buy guns, you're buying into the fear of the government. The government is uh, perpetuating that you're racist, yada yada." I'm, you know, I like. There's a lot of stuff I disagree with, you know, and it's still an entertaining movie like he does convey his argument in a very entertaining interesting way but just i personally don't agree with it agree with what he's saying because i don't think that if like i know it's a more of an american thing but if you if you if your country is if you have the you have the right to your own property right yeah and a gun is your property and if you want to and if and if you think it, and if you believe it's your right to own your to own a like if like in america you have a right to own a gun right yeah, I, I think we're going down too many rants right now. Yeah. So I want to bring up Kung Fu Panda and right. its colors and how they present what is happening scene by scene. The scene I want to like 
specifically bring up is the one where Master Uwe dies. Look at the background. It is dark blue. So it shows us something sad will happen in this scene. But the tree, I forget what tree is it's called, both the pink leaves, that's... It's a peach tree. Peach tree? Yeah. All right. So it was the pink colors that swirl around him while he levitates and mm. dies. Mm -hmm. Shows that he's at peace. It's it's a sad moment, but it shows that Master Uque is at peace. And have you noticed that um, in fight scenes, when the villain wins, it's always dark? Mm -hmm. I want to bring up Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, no, that's not the perfect example right off the bat. Um, the perfect example is when Luke defeats Vader. Yeah. It's dark. Mm -hmm. And in episode 4, um, when Vader kills Obi-Wan, and it's gray, meaning that it's a watered-down version of his death, and he will be back as a forest ghost. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's my take on that scene, anyway. Well, my take on the scene is that they probably didn't know that they didn't plan for him to be a forest ghost, so when he dies, it's gray because it's shown... That Luke's, although he's dead, Luke was still would learn from him. Like he, Luke has a lot of stuff to take away. Which at the end, when Obi Wan finally tells him to use the Force, he eventually does. Boom! Blows up the Death Star. He was definitely planned on being a Force ghost. I don't if know. he tells them that during the movie, they had George Lucas had it mapped out, and you can kind of tell. Not, not really. Not all. Not I don't know. Whether he had mapped out or not, it's kind of hard to say. Mm -hmm. So, but everyone loved it, so yeah, it worked it, out. It's still un good. Un unlike the Disney trilogy <laughs> the that Disney destroyed trilogy. Star Wars. Anyways, what are some movies that you have seen that Colors Express to set the theme of the scene? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. When we we're first, we we're it was it's in it's the scene before we're just about to where where Clarice uh, is just about to enter uh, the the cell of all of the people to see Hannibal Lecter. Well, the, the the doctor there gives her a, a photo, and the idea of the photo is supposed to be a, a woman's mutilated face, because Hannibal Lecter started, like, you know, bit her, and started eating at her face, and, um, we don't see the photo, everything is, like, everything is obscure, like, it's, it's implied, like, we're supposed to imagine what it would look like, and, and, and during this part, everything is red, to convey the bloodiness of the, of Hannibal, like, he is a, he's a murderer, blood you know you know the bloodiness of what's on yeah. the, what's in the photo the intensity of Hannibal Lecter and his crime yep essentially and basically and ba yeah you know like that's the and you know that's the idea like it's supposed to like it's building up like how intense this man is through the use of color that will do it for today's podcast um the Renault Brothers will sign off now, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.